1: Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host Kevin DeVries and as always if you'd like to reach us at the podcast you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPL Roundtable at gmail.com. All right now joining us is Jay from the Eagles Beak. Uh, you can find them also at the where I write from time to time. Jay, pleasure to have you with us talking about Crystal Palace. We'll start off with today. It's deadline day. Are we expecting anything from Palace?
0: Hello, Kev. Thanks for having me back. Um, yeah, we were hoping for some deals today. We were led to believe that uh, we were had a lot of interest in signing Jack Wiltshire, but he's actually in the last hour or so uh, confirmed that he's signed for Bournemouth on loan. So I, I'm not really sure on that one. You know, injury-prone, but he's obviously looking for first-team football, so it could have been a good deal for us. We are looking for a midfielder after losing or after selling Yannick Blassie to um, to Everton and Mila Jednak, who's gone to Aston Villa. So um, we, we've got a couple of slots there and, and as things stand I, we we're actually not looking to do any more deals as far as I can see. I mean, we've got just under three hours left of deadline as, as we record this. And um, uh, I, I am aware that there are players at the training, uh, sorry, that there are um, staff at the training grounds um, trying to get deals done. The, I think the only one other one that we might be pushing through is uh, James McCarthy from Everton. Now, it wasn't, it kind of, latest news was that it wasn't really going to go much further than a couple of inquiries that were made. But with the breaking news just now that Everton have, Agreed a fee for Moussa Sissoko from Newcastle United might actually free up James McArthur to make a move, which would only be a loan move, I believe, until you know until the end of the season. But we'll see. I think we do we do really need another midfielder to come in. But as things stand, I, I think as we, as I spoke before uh, the podcast that um, Palace will struggle to get a 25 man squad named. Um, obviously, youth players don't qualify. So, um, at the, as things stand at the moment, we're we're going to struggle to name a twenty-five.
1: Yeah, that's going to be difficult. Um, the other motion <laughs> we've seen from you today are a whole bunch of outgoings of your promising youngsters. Why don't you talk us through those deals?
0: Yeah, well, I think the big one is Johnny Williams has gone to Ipswich Town on loan for about a forty-sixth time. <laughs> I, I I I kid there. I think <laughs> it's it, four I think I think it's four straight now, he's he's gone alone there. So wish him well. Personally I'd like to see him stay at Palace to fight for a place. Obviously, you know, we, we need bodies to, to get into that 25-man squad and he would have been one. After his performance for Wales in the European Championships, so I was really hoping to see him kind of push on at Palace. And we say this every year with with Johnny Williams in that you know he's so highly rated, but he tends to go out alone for more experience, more game time he just always seems to get injured. He got injured in pre-season for us, so missed quite a bit of pre-season, which was a real shame. But it's really, it, it's we talk about it too much, Johnny Williams and being injured, which is which is a real shame. Um, but hopefully, you know, he can have game time with his switch, which he, which he probably will. Um, also a highly rated winger, which I was hoping again to come through ranks, but probably about right that he gets a, a loan deal to a championship side. Sully Kaikai, he's had a couple of loan deals out to Shrewsbury Town, last season and the season before, he's now signed a loan deal at Brentford, which which is good, I think. Championship football, it's a next level up. Let's see how he does there. And I think, again, another highly rated youngster um, gone on loan for for, for much valued experience. Um, and another one that's gone on loan is a highly rated defender, Luke Kroll, who's gone on loan to Exeter City um, down in League Two. So, um, obviously, watch with interest uh, those few signings and I'm pretty sure we'll have a few other youngsters going out on loan to get to get some game time but for me the transfer window has been excellent for Palace so far um so relatively happy um probably just one or two spots that we needed to fill but uh you can understand that we may not actually quite get there
1: yeah all right well you had been busy earlier in the window making some pretty big signings including yesterday uh when you signed Loic Raimi. Uh, First of all, how pleased are you with getting him into the club? And secondly, how do you think you'll use both him and Benteke, who you'd also signed previously?
0: Yeah, very happy with that signing. Very low on the ground in terms of naturally gifted um, goal-scoring strikers. Uh, We struggled scoring goals last season. So to bring Benteke in, first of all, for a club record fee, is brilliant, you know, a natural natural goal-scorer and he's got a lot more to his game as well which is good and, and adding like Remy to the mix as well I think just gives us a, you know makes us a bit more dangerous up front. Connor Wickham's still at the club so he's probably going to play be the third choice striker now and I believe we we will continue to play the lone striker role. I think as we've seen Remy play for Newcastle QPR and, and Chelsea before that he could play as one of those um, kind of front three a uh, bit more uh, wide and supporting Benteke so I will. I would probably suggest that we're going to kind of do that a little bit more and uh, and switch them around every now and again. But I, I think we will continue at lone striker unless unless he plays just off Benteke. Who knows in Pardew's, uh, Pardew's little world? Um, that remains to be seen. But I think it's it's a really good sign and gives us my, a lot more options up front going forward. We needed goal scorers and we we've brought in two two you know proven goal scorers. So that's really good.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, you did lose Balassi. You replace him with Townsend, at least on paper. Uh, you did get a, a lot of money for uh, Balassi, which probably enabled you to bring in one yeah. of those forwards. What, what do you make of that whole kind of shift?
0: Uh, I mean, it's a shame because our, our the way we play is with two wingers, and and that's been key for us for the last couple of seasons. However, when you look back at it, maybe that was a little bit of our downfall last season. The second half of last season, teams probably started to work us out a little bit. Uh, and when Zaha and Balassi weren't quite on top of their game, you it does make the rest of the team have to have to work that much harder. Um, Yannick Balassi was great, very unpredictable. It'd be interesting to see how he does at Everton. Um, but for me, 25 million, which rises to about 30 million of add-ons, it's too much to turn down for a club like Palace, it really. And it sounds silly, but I, I don't want us to end up being a selling club. Um, but I think the price is right. I think every player has a price. Um, you know, we saw Leicester selling um, Kante, you know, champions selling arguably their best player last season, um, you know, selling him to Chelsea. Every player has their price. And, and Balassi, I think, uh, you know, getting on to you know his late 20s, unpredictable as he is, you know, he was... One of these players that you know makes fans stand up, but very frustrating as well. You know when you know that he can he he can do better than he does sometimes. That is frustrating. So you know with a price tag on his head, it'd be interesting to see how the Everton fans you know take to him. A little bit different from when he came to us. We bought him from Bristol City. Very small fee. Young player. Um, you know, no pressure as such, and we've seen him grow over over a period of seasons. Which you know, that players don't like that don't really kind of get the pressure as as do the ones with uh, with big uh, with big price tags. But you mentioned Andros Townsend. We signed Andros Townsend quite a while before we sold Balassie Actually, so I don't believe he was ever going to be a replacement for Balassie But we haven't actually replaced that that role. Although I do, looking at the side that we played on on Saturday, there could be a few changes in in the way that we play and and the way we, our direction on on the pitch a little bit more now. So we may not play without an out-wingers quite so much. Zaha is a true out and out winger Townsend yeah but he cuts inside an awful lot he can play the number 10 roles we've seen uh, a lot more direct than Blasi ever was and and Zaha to a a certain respect Um, and obviously can score goals more so so that he's got that in his locker so I would I would argue that that's probably an upgrade um from our perspective um you know a bit more quality and you know a few more goals you know chipping in throughout the season which you know which is something again that I mentioned earlier we, we missed a lot um at the same time, we, we signed another problem position was goalkeeper. Uh, and I'm so, I've am been so impressed with Steve Mandanda. He's played two games for us against Blackpool in the week last week and against Bournemouth on Saturday. Um, and he's just... It just oozes confidence. He really does. And it's something that we've missed in the goalkeeper role for such a long time. Well, since Sprooney would kind of started to be phased out of the side, really. Um, but then sometimes he did lack a little bit of, uh, confidence in the area. Um, but I can't say too much about Sprooney cause he's a club legend now. So, but Mandanda is, is already a fan's favorite. Um, got his own chance already. um, and he's good with both feet, very confident on the ball, likes to come out of his area with the ball. I mean, on Saturday, I thought he was going to uh, dribble up the pitch like you do on a FIFA game sometimes when you're winning, cutting a three or four nil, you want to try and make your keeper score. It looked like it was going to start roaming up the pitch a little bit. Um, so, very happy with that signing. It, all in all, um, you know, with, with Tomkins as well coming in, um, he will end up replacing Delaney in the long term, I think. Uh, very valid, good replacement. Um, I think we've had a very good transfer window, perhaps one of our best. Um, it may not be over. Um, I'd like to see us get another midfielder in just to cover those players that have kind of gone out and get another body and to help us uh, reach that 25-man squad. Yeah,
1: you name-dropped Tompkins there, who I do think will be very good for you going forward. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Mandanda, who's a very unfortunate uh, in a very unfortunate situation with the national team as he just happened to come yeah. along at the same time as Larice. Uh, otherwise he'd have a lot more caps. But you do sign him. He's a tremendous keeper. He's been terrific in France for years. What have you made of him thus far and what are you expecting going forward?
0: As I was saying, it's a real, real big addition for us. It could arguably be our signing of the summer. he uh, really could. Even, you know, we've paid a lot of money for Bentecke. You know, you pay that money for something that, you know, you expect to have. Um, a fee around two million for a goalkeeper who was at Marseille for ten years, majority of that time who was their captain. A goalkeeper as a captain says an awful lot about what you're going to get from a player for me. Um, From a goalkeeper, you want the player to organise the back line, scream and shout at the back line, be in charge, be confident, um, be confident in the area and come for crosses, stuff like that. And Mananda is everything we've missed um, uh, from having... uh, Last season was a massive problem for us. Uh, Sprony never really got a look in, so it was either between McCarthy and Hennessy. Hennessy made so many mistakes last season, but still kept the number one jersey. Uh, McCarthy has now been sold to Southampton, and he's Southampton's number two. Um, and he made mistakes as, as well when he came in to replace Hennessy. Uh, Hennessy was injured for Saturday's game against Bournemouth, which just was just the perfect excuse to get Mandanda in the side. Um, and as I mentioned, he just he just oozes confidence. Um, you could argue that he could have done better with that first goal against Bournemouth, but wasn't particularly well protected by the fullback who who didn't um, you know, cover the uh, the attacker. But rest of the game, absolutely superb. Um, he had a one-on-one. Callum Wilson was put through a one-on-one. Um, and for me, Hennessy would have struggled to come off his line because he, he sits back so far. Um, Mandanda was out like a, like a flash um, and straight on to Wilson, um, and just crowded them out, saved the shot, parried the shot, and was able to pick up the uh, the rebound, which you know, just goes to show exactly what we're getting from the keeper and organizes the back line. Um the back line looked a lot more organized from having that behind them, having the confidence in a keeper, knowing what he can do, um good with both feet. Happy to to use the ball with his feet, which which is excellent. You know, does, he didn't always kick it upfield. You know, he he liked to you know pass it out with his feet, or you know, it, it's it's just refreshing to to have that in you know behind your back line, really. And um, I'm I'm really happy that he chose us. I believe there were several clubs across Europe that were interested in signing him. So it's a bit of a coup for us to actually get him on board um, and to see him play in the flesh. Like I say, he played the whole 90 on Tuesday against Blackpool and again against Bournemouth. And I'm hoping that that number one jersey um, stays with him now.
1: All right. Well, with all of this business done, what are your expectations now come the end of the season?
0: Well, for me, I think we've done enough to finish mid-table really in terms of you know the personnel that we've managed to bring in. Obviously, last season we struggled big time with injuries. I can't imagine Touchwood that we're going to have the same kind of scenario this season. I've never known a season like it. So, you know, we've got a good we've got a good squad of players here. Who, yeah, you know, we've added real quality, and that quality comes into the first team, and that drops down, you know, that bit of quality onto the bench, which is exactly what you need from a. Uh, from a a competitive squad in the Premier League. So I'm hoping that we can finish, you know, in or around 10th, 11th, 12th place, that I'll be happy with that this year. Um, There's no reason if, you know, if we get Benteke and Remy scoring goals, there's no reason why we can't push for a top 10 finish, maybe. Maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but, you know, seeing Benteke play on Saturday, he, he showed glimpses of all the attributes that, We've kind of missed from a front man um, agility for a, for a big guy, good on his feet, um, likes to use the ball, have a shot from the edge of the area, things like good, you know, with his head as well. Um, I'm just hoping we can learn to use him properly in a, in a way that will you know, will play to his strengths basically. Um, and Remy there as well, excellent, and Mandanda the shore at the back line, I, I think a mid table position is uh, is is probably the least we can expect.
1: All right, fair enough. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing this. Do you have anything you'd like to plug?
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Kev. Yeah, um, just check out the Eagles Beak. We're a Palace fan site, but we do talk a lot of football. We've got a lot of writers that do plenty of stuff, We've got content online pretty much every day of the week. So uh, go and check us out, leave your comments, um, share on Twitter, Facebook, uh, whichever you want to do. But you can get in touch with me on Twitter, uh, mostly at the Eagle's Beak.
1: All right, thanks again. I'm sure we'll speak soon.